we live in a very beautiful community in a very beautiful time and uh, people are genuinely looking to fulfill half of their deen yeah. considering that marriage is so important in our faith and different people are able to uh, get married at different times in their lives because of various situations and scenarios um, but the real question uh, that you that you mentioned earlier on is how do you actually uh, find a spouse Assalamu alaikum. This is Nirav with the Halal Podcast, where we discuss pertinent Islamic issues with key Muslim figures. This episode is brought to you by HalalWeddings.com. Halal Weddings provides a streamlined service to book an imam to perform your nikah or to speak at your wedding. They also offer customized wedding planning services, venue bookings, and more. Visit them at HalalWeddings.com. You graduated from college, started working, and now you're trying to get married. What do you do? Sign up for a dating website, head to a local Islamic conference, or awkwardly approach an auntie at the next dinner party. We all know someone in this situation. In this episode, we ask Imam Tahir how to find a spouse in a halal manner. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. Alhamdulillah. So we have Imam Tahir here. And for this episode, we receive a lot of different questions that come in. And many of these questions, believe it or not, revolve around how to find a spouse like, in a halal way, especially in our time today. You know, it shocked me recently. I, I think it was, I was reading something and someone was mentioning in a very natural way that Tinder, amongst all things, is an actual way that people in the West are using to meet someone to get married to long term. And obviously, you know, if that's if that's where we're at right now, um, you know, this is a serious issue for us, right? Imam Tahir, we have yes. Imam Tahir here. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, I think you just uh, hit the nail on the on the head. This is a very very pertinent topic amongst. Um, all kinds of Muslims, yeah. especially those living in the West and in the United States. And, you know, sometimes I like to say that this is an issue amongst young people, but no, it's really not with the amount of people in our communities that are, um, you know, older, if we may use that term, and not married, or people who have been widowed or divorced, both sisters and brothers. Um, as to how do you go on about finding someone to get married to. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Tinder, but recently I was w- with someone who uh, used the word Minder, and I don't uh, even know if that is a thing or not, but I've actually heard that there is uh, a Muslim version. It is. I oh, heard, it is. I heard okay. about it actually okay. yesterday, last night, okay. for okay. the first time, okay. I heard about so, Minder. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, you know, subhanAllah, I think that, uh, you know, we, we live in a very beautiful community in a very beautiful time, and uh, people are genuinely looking to fulfill half of their deen, yeah. considering that marriage is so important in our faith, and different people are able to uh, get married at different times in their lives because of various situations and scenarios. Um, but the real question uh, that you that you mentioned earlier on is, how do you actually uh, find a spouse? Um, there's no, there's really no one answer to this, yeah. in my opinion. I think that because of every person's situation, um, different people are in different places at different times. 
Um, but, uh, you know, and people are looking. Um, you know, I think the most important thing, uh, and I, I want to mention this uh, right at the beginning, is that, you know, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, we, it's, marriage is not just about getting to know someone or wanting to live with someone or wanting to get married, but it's really about fulfilling uh, a religious um, obligation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And um, if our intention, you know, the intention is the first thing that we do. If our intention is to get married, then of course at the same time we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for assistance. And what better assistance than uh, in His own words in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter 25, Surah Furqan, verse 74 says, رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنْ وَجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Oh Allah, grant us a gift. It's, you know, how Allah uses the word وَهَبَ يَهَبُ To gift and, and our spouse, be it your husband or wife, um, is, is, a, is a gift to, unto us, including our children. So رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا Oh Allah, grant us as a gift our spouses and our children to us. Uh, let them be a coolness of our eyes and the ulama remind us that um, you know this is a very powerful and very potent prayer and supplication uh, for individuals who are looking to get married mm. now while we're on this topic of dua we can we don't have to use those exact words we can simply be praying to Allah whenever you know we have time and raising yeah. our hands and say ya Allah oh God you know help me find a, a spouse um, you know who is suitable uh, for mm. me. Now, I also <laughs> want to add because my, you know, my my own family and a lot of our community comes from this, um, the cu the culture of the subcontinent, the Indian mm -hmm. subcontinent, mm -hmm. India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, where uh, you know we have these uh, well-intended, very well-meaning people who will you know, give you a piece of paper or tell you something to read and say, read this 133 times every night or read this, read this very long surah of the Quran eight times every day or, or something along those lines. Yeah. And and of course, there's nothing wrong in making dhikr in remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but know that none of those are actually found in the Quran or the Sunnah. Mm -hmm. And okay. what we do find yeah. in the Quran and the Sunnah is this very specific dua. Yeah. And then of course, there's no better... A way of um, asking Allah than in your own words mm. um, and asking Allah for a spouse. So that's, I think that's the first thing I want to mention. Um, so then when it comes down to it, after dua, and, yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, there's different scenarios that people find themselves in. I think the most popular is probably college students mm -hmm. naturally mm -hmm. the msas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i mean i'm i met my wife at zaytuna college alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and it's very it's very natural because it's a natural setting where you can get to know someone in a hopefully i mean usually in like a group environment other people are there you're in a classroom so it's what we can say uh, yeah a, a natural normal setting but what what happens and and obviously outside of that there we're within that realm of the MSAs and whatever there's like certain ways and approaches that you know people should take going about things obviously um, so we I want to get into that and then after that I want to get into what happens after someone graduates where do you meet people if young people aren't coming yeah. to the mission then. Mm -hmm. Where do they meet people? But first, like within the MSA, like what's your advice? Like you so, so, you know, if, if I can step back just for a moment. Okay. Um, I think it's all about 
what you're actually looking for in a spouse. Okay. Right. Yeah. It, what it, what yeah. what do you what do you see what do you see in a spouse? Be it your husband or wife. What do you see in that person? What are your expectations uh, from that person? What it, where do you see yourself? You know, in five, ten, fifteen years from now, what are your dreams? You know, do you want to be a part of a Muslim community? Would you like to have children? Um, you know, what is more meaningful to you? Does is you know is family something that means something to you? So these are questions that individuals need to um, first and foremost answer themselves. Okay. Once they've figured that piece out, um, you you talked about MSAs. I think that not just MSAs, but um, we actually, if you're looking, assuming that you are looking for a Muslim spouse, um, you know, wherever you find large numbers of Muslims would be the place where you would be looking for individuals. And I'm not saying, you know, an unmarried person should go into every Islamic event or every mosque, uh, you know, looking uh, with just with the intention of trying to find someone where we had a situation recently at at a local masjid where, you know, there was a sister who was sitting at a table. Um, you know, and she's she works in the high, she works in high tech, and she happens to be a volunteer, a board member for a local organization. And they were having an event, so she set up a table at a juma, at one of the local masjids. And she said that in the hour that she sat there, there was at least two or three people that approached her and said, "Sister, are you married? Mm. Or can you help me find a spouse?" And I, you know, that's not that's not the way to go about these things. But really, being you know, how do you, where do you look for or how do you find a spouse? The ideal spot to look for a spouse would be amongst your own. Mm. Um, uh, you know, and so you mentioned MSAs. Um, I, if if I'm, I'm finding my experience has mm. led me to believe that it is somewhat easier to get married when you are younger, relatively mm. younger. Uh, than it is when you are older, and that's just that's just what it is. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's just the reality of the situation. But I do think that um, students, um, you know, when you are in 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 gatherings like MSAs and so on and so forth, and this needs to be done very wisely with the, you know the Sharia component in mind. And in the most halal manner possible. But if you think you you've come across someone where you feel that this person may be um, a person that's good for you, then you know finding the right way to approach them, be it through a friend, family member, or so on and so forth, and and then you know keeping keeping all the halal norms in mind. But you know though wherever you will find large numbers of Muslims would be the ideal place to be. The problem that a lot of young people are running into is that, oh, that person's, I, I think that's just, you know, he or she is just a friend. I never thought of them like this. Mm. And and I understand that. Um, but at the same time, you do, you, you know, you do have a certain goal in mind. And um, not to say that you should go to college mm. or MSAs to get married. Can, but, can, can I interject to the question? Absolutely. Can, can Muslim... Men and women be friends, like how do we? I mean, because I, I, you mentioned that, and and this is a this is a reality. People say, "Oh, I, I'm, you're just my friend" or something, but maybe this is maybe this is an issue. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. So you know what I uh, one thing that comes to mind is that when we are you know can so you're to answer your question, I think that Muslims have always approved of respectful gender interaction. Okay. 
you know, I, I personally do not approve of just Muslims hanging, Muslim kids hanging out together, right? Because at the end of the day, we, you know, there's clear, there's clear commands um, through the Quran and the Sunnah where, you know, there's, you know, gender interaction and, mm-hmm. and how we approve of it. But, you know, even, even at where, where we're at at Zaytuna College, we have classes that happen to be mixed gender study groups that are mixed mm-hmm. gender. But of course, you know, we have the norms at the college as mm-hmm. to how the students should be meeting, how, mm-hmm. when they should be meeting, uh, where they mm-hmm. should be meeting in public spaces. And then, of course, um, you know, uh, making it, you know, you know, making sure it's public, making sure that it's purposeful. You're just not hanging out for the sake of hanging mm-hmm. out, um, that there's there's some purpose beyond your your hanging out. Um, so there's there's all these norms that need to be kept in mind. But at the same time, going back to where we were a second ago, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, where do you find a spouse? So for college students, that would be an ideal place if yeah. you were able to cr- come across someone who you may feel may be the person um, to get married to. Now, the the what, what we're running into, though, is that there's a lot of parents out there who are saying, oh, go to college. Don't ever think about marriage. Um, mm. And that's not fair because as a human being, you have certain urges and desires naturally that you are um, trying to suppress mm-hmm. and it's not natural. And I'm not saying that kids should get married in the first year of college, mm-hmm. but there's that sort of time where you get to know each other. And then after college, you know, um, and then, you know, if we may just really quickly get into, you know, what happens. So you asked this, what happens where you're no longer there? Mm-hmm. Uh, where Looking within the Muslim community, I think that friends, mutual friends, can play a great role in introducing people to each other. And I think that is happening in our community, not to say that it's not. I think that we kind of run into another problem, and that is that uh, certain times people are just so set in their own ways that sometimes people are not willing to... um, negotiate mm-hmm. if i may and i'm not talking about any one gender or the other i just feel that people are unable to you know negotiate and say okay i'm willing to give this up you know or i'm willing to make this happen or give you know it's a bit of a give and take mm-hmm. but i do think that mutual friends um great place to to look for a spouse and i don't and i think that people should be open to introducing friends to each other and that needs to become sort of the norm in our community if mm-hmm. it isn't. But at the same time, for that person uh, who is looking to get married, not just shut down people based on a certain kind of dream image that you have of a spouse and say, oh, they're not like that, so I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people need to be a little open-minded around these issues. Uh, I, I Again... As and I'm, I'm, I do a lot of this. I do a lot of you know marriages and so on and so forth. And I'm finding that the older people get, and I'm not saying older as in 40s, 50s. I'm even talking about late 20s and early 30s. <laughs> the older people get, uh, the more people become, and it's human nature. We're not blaming anyone. It's mm-hmm. not to blame. I think people become set in their ways, mm-hmm. and sometimes it becomes a little harder for a person to move across the country or do certain things um, based on their situation. Um, but if you are looking to uh, get married, then you know look look for a person who has uh, potential to um, you know be your life partner, be hmm. uh, there by your side, 
And I think if you can figure that piece out, so the Muslim community, essentially, yeah. I think if the word one, the one word answer is that within uh, the Muslim community. Um, so if someone, if someone is at a event in the Muslim community, maybe their local masjid and they happen to, they, they happen to come across maybe a sister working at the registration table or whatever it is, or vice versa, maybe a sister sees a brother working at the registration table. What, what, what would you recommend? Like just to, if the person has no idea who that person is, but for whatever reason, I know love and marriage is a very mysterious thing, at least in my mind. Um, for whatever reason, they, they think, hey, maybe this is someone that I should inquire about. What do you recommend? What do they do in that scenario? Um, very easy, honestly. And, and this is this is far more common than many people think it is. Okay. Um, you know, I kind of get this. Um, all the time well not all the time but frequently enough to say that it's not infrequent but um, you know finding out and asking around and saying you know who is that person asking a mutual friend asking someone that you may know at the event and and inquire and say you know who happens to be that person Um, are they married are they not married Um, they could they could be married uh, are they not married? Uh, if not, are they interested in getting married? So finding finding some sort mm-hmm. of a middle ground mm-hmm. to try to figure out who that individual is. Mm. So let's say someone is, and I, I have I have a friend in this scenario where they're working overseas, and mm-hmm. they are let's for more or less cut off from um, from interacting with people who would be good fit. You know, who, who, mm-hmm, who, who mm-hmm. would be a potential good fit for them? Because, you know, naturally, it's just in their situation, they're just out there working for a few years. and uh, or, or it could just be communities in this country where they're fairly, small, uh, fairly smaller communities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we live in the Bay Area, so we take a lot of this for granted. Yeah. yeah. So it, do you think there's a role for, and I've seen this, I've heard of this, I haven't seen, I've heard of this in certain communities where there's like a matchmaker. Yeah, the Rishta auntie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Rishta, Rishta means um, uh, relation or engagement, if you may. Yeah. Um, auntie, of course. I think we all know what that means. I think that, you know, this, the most, I think this has always been the case in the past. We just never had, we just never coined terms for people like this. Okay. But there has always been people in the community, generally elders, and I'm not saying elder, elder, but just, you know, as you get to a certain age, where you look at two people and say, you know, they may be a potential match and it may just work out. And there's no harm in introducing them. So, yes, you may have. Uh, a friend or someone, uh, you know, working somewhere and may not have access to a lot of Muslims, or you may be part of a community that is not very, very large. Um, And so if, you know, this is where, I think this is where your good friends come into play. Uh, You know, they're, they're concerned about their friend and they'll make the introduction, um, you know, and, and, and go from there. And now, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I come across this a lot with uh, with people um, in the community where you have certain people who are kind of very dedicated to making those introductions. The reality is that sometimes they stop making the introductions hmm. because you've made a few introductions and each time that person has kind of gone and rejected it. Now, rightfully, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong. But sometimes, you know, there's people who just have a certain, um, you know, expectation of who they want to marry. And so sometimes, you know, you end up burning out 
you know, the, the, the matchmaker yeah. <laughs> as well. And I think it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I do think that friends, family, people around you are uh, amazing at making the matchmaking. I think we need an entire session on, you know, what you should be looking for in a spouse yeah. as yeah. to, because a lot of times we have these um, uh, pretty interesting set of expectations around what we want. And again, this is very, very common um, in, in communities. You know, I've had people that'll say, you know, I'm looking for uh, someone for my daughter to get married to or for my son to get married to, but he or she has to be like this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think those are very unrealistic, ex in many cases, very unrealistic expectations. Mm. Um, in the end, uh, or in the beginning, we, we, we want that they become a happy, fruitful, um, you know, giving back to society couple. Um, they may or may not have a lot of money, but they do have a lot of love and affection between mm -hmm. them. And which is, you know, that hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that, you know, one of the things that you prioritize or the thing that you do prioritize in when looking for a spouse happens to be faith. Is this mm -hmm. person a person filled with faith which will continue to keep them to be a better person no matter what situation they happen to be in but uh, you know i do think that uh, people who uh, friends and family um you know play a great role in introducing people and people should not shy away from it mm. um you know i've 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 attempted to uh, introduce people to each other and in some cases it's worked out and in some cases it hasn't but I will also be uh, very honest with you that in many cases, you know, I've you you introduce uh, some, you know, there's someone that you know, you know, they're really good, and you you make the introduction once, you make another introduction, you make another introduction. Every time it doesn't work out, you just kind of at some point say, uh, you know, there's something here that I don't know about, mm -hmm. um, and it's tough to make that introduction, and sometimes it's even difficult to ask as to, you know, what is it that you're looking for. But I do think that there's there's a way around this. Mm -hmm. I, I think that people need to stop. Uh, especially younger uh, ch younger students or younger people need to stop just looking at everyone as their friend and mm. but at the same time not look at everyone as you know Potential marriageable spouse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time you know kind of figuring that piece out the reality yeah, yeah. and you know having a fine balance there and also as you know in other cases friends and family members kind of uh, looking out for each other and saying mm. this may be um, a, a good potential for you what about these websites that are out there? I, I know people have used, I think Half Our Dean is one of them. I don't really know of, of many of the other ones. Um, yeah, I, so, so, so there's, there's two things that we can, so there's, you know, there's the old school way of introducing couples, which is, you know, matrimonial events. And some of these matrimonial events are just, you know, you kind of walk in and, and I think people are getting a little more creative now. Uh, yeah, I really yeah. don't know how successful um, they are. Where you do this at SBIA, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing is that you know you you end up kind of um, um, you know you have it's interesting how these work out. Sometimes you know trying to put people of a certain age at the same table, or you know they have I, I don't know what they call it, but you know you're meeting each person for a minute or two, and then you're moving on, and you remember the number of the person. So there's all these. Very interesting ways that people, and I don't know how successful they are. Okay. Um, I, I really haven't heard of, of a great success rate when it comes to matrimonial events. There could be. And if there's people out there who are listening to this podcast and, and know of any success successes in matrimonial events, I would urge them to get back to us and uh, let us know. 
um, because that's something that we would love to know. But at the same time, uh, you know, so I can't I can't speak to that. I don't know how how successful they are in terms of people um, finding each other. Maybe, you know, maybe at the least you go to a community event where people know, oh, I didn't know you were looking or, or you're looking too, or, you know, I, you know, so there could be that um, or maybe at least some breaking the ice. Um, but then there's online. There's it seems that there's a lot of online options out there. Um, again, I don't know the success rate of these online options. I have heard of certain websites, specifically the one that you mentioned a minute ago, um, that you know claims to be very very successful. Um, but it, it again, a lot of it has to do with people and not the sites, mm. right? Uh, are, are you know what what are your what is it that you're looking for? Are you willing to, you know, uh, do certain things? So it's 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 really about the person and not, mm. um, not about. But but again, if it works for people, then I think it's great. Um, um, and and I think that you know sometimes. Um, it, you know, it becomes difficult because, again, expectations. People have all kinds. Of, sometimes it may not be personal expectations. It may be expectations of family members or parents and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, different people are in different situations. You know, you have sisters who are who have who have been divorced. They have children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so it, there is a reality of the situ- to, to the situation, and and every situation happens to be different. But um, you know, uh, what I mentioned earlier, I do think that if and, and parents, I think p- this is more for parents than it is for young adults. Mm-hmm. But I do think that parents seriously need to uh, start considering earlier marriages for their children mm-hmm. and not necessarily wait for them to get their master's and so on. You know, I mean, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I do think, but I'm finding that it is easier when you're young yeah. and not just yeah. easier to get married, but easier to understand each other. I'm not saying 2021, you know. Um, a good age would be your sort of mid twenties, yeah. um, but people do need to start uh, looking into that. And that's traditionally how it was in 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 our communities, correct? Yes, I, I think it's a very uh, perhaps Western. Yeah, culturally, culturally Muslim Easter, you know, Eastern people would get married very early. Yeah. And, you know, they were set up by their families. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not advocating that. Yeah. Um, uh, inter- introductions can definitely be made by families. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, I think that's very, very, it, it's a very powerful yeah. way of, of, um, meeting, meeting and getting yeah. to know each other. Yeah, I know. I mean, my, <coughs> my stepfather is American, he's yes. white. And, uh, when I first talked to my parents about getting married and, oh, I met this person at, at school and one of his, <laughs> one of the first things he said was, look, you know, you, you have to, I forget what the number was, but I think he said, you need to be stable before you get married and stability in his definition was like 50 or $60,000 cash in your bank account yeah. just in case. And I was like, Whoa, I'm, I'm never gonna get married. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, and but it, that, I think it's a modern Western concept that yeah. you need the stability. You get married when you're 30 plus And, and, you know, I think, um, there's this, it's a fear in a yeah. sense of getting married young and or for parents, especially completely spiritually speaking. We in our tradition, in our deen, totally believe that every person comes to this world with their own risk and sustenance. Mm-hmm. 
And up until you're single, it's only your own sustenance. And when you get married, it's two sustenances that come together. Mm. So the way I see it, it's a win-win situation. It's, yeah, you know, and and it's not about, and what people think sustenance, I'm not saying that your spouse is even mar- working, sorry, for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's two sustenances that are coming together and Allah provides. Now, I'm not saying that people should just, jobless people that are, have completely nothing should go out there and get married and then say, okay, what are we going to do now? No, I mean, you need to, yeah. you do need to figure out some sort of a means of income where you're able to support now that support may not necessarily be living in a large home it could be a, a one-bedroom apartment to start off with you know and and you you kind of make your way you're a team you figure mm-hmm. this out uh together i think people can make it work i also think that um in our communities parents can in in in, in many communities especially in in the immigrant uh, the the muslim immigrant community um in, in the united states I think that parents can do a fine job in helping their children get set up um, at the time of marriage. Mm. Um, but, you know, parents and sometimes even young men and women are so concerned about what the actual wedding is going to be like mm-hmm. and so much money put into the wedding that that's a good amount of money that can be put into. Could have been used for could have been used stability. For stability, maybe helping them pay off some loans, helping mm-hmm. them uh, pay rent for a year somewhere, helping them, you know, in some cases, in some communities where... Uh, you know, properties are relatively cheaper, helping them with an X amount of dollars and saying, here's a little bit of money. And then if you add a little more, you can put a down payment. So, you know, I mean, helping, helping your children out Mm -hmm. um, and parents, parents are willing to do that. I think it's just a matter of prioritizing that versus spending thousands and thousands of dollars. It's another very interesting topic, uh, maybe for another time, but this idea of the Walima and what does the Walima entail? And I think even, I, I believe it's it's Sunnah, right? It is, absolutely. It's Sunnah, but what that actually entails. Yeah. And Do a walima even if it's just one goat. And yeah. so honestly, like th- the day after the marriage, you could just take your family out for lunch and say, this is our walima and you fulfill the, the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So I think we sometimes yeah. forget that. There's, there's, one thing I, yeah. there's one thing I want to bring up before we close this one out because we're talking about finding a spouse. And what one issue that has come up many times in our Q&A and even spouses or uh, couples that are trying to get married and sending in their requests to halal weddings. A major thing that comes up is discord amongst the family because of race and culture. And it's interesting that I brought it up to one of our one of my teachers and he said, look, you know, perhaps there is room for parents can have a say there is from my understanding, perhaps Islamically, there is some sort of say that they, they, they obviously they have influence on who their child can get married to. And, and culture could be taken into consideration. But then we say over here, oh, it's a racial thing. I, I mean, how do we deal with this? It comes up a lot. And it's to the point where some fam- some parents aren't in attendance. And then it becomes a fiqh issue in terms of can someone go ahead? Can a sister go ahead with a marriage if her parents don't approve of it because the guy is from a different culture? Yeah, I, and I think I think that that is I think it's very it's a, a very good question. In fact, what I'd like to do is dedicate an entire episode to talk okay. about this and say, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Okay, and and um, you know, figuring out what you're looking for, and then also understanding the reality of the situation that we happen to be in. Okay, inshallah, we can definitely make that happen. Alhamdulillah. Well, 
thank you guys for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, Mom Tahir. Barakallah Fiq. Alhamdulillah. We really appreciate it. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts. Check us out online at halalpodcast.com. You can follow our podcast on iTunes and Spotify and keep out on the look for our future episodes. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.